When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, warmer from the wall. Welcome to Multi Boss Vegas for Cusco Soups with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. Joining me in segment number two, one of our good friends, Brian Rolfe. He does tremendous work over at EchexCBB. He's going to be joining me, and we're going to be talking with him about what we've been seeing this offseason with regards to these two time transfers, whether or not. They are going to be getting waivers or not, how to be gauging that, a few teams that might be effective, but we're also going to be talking about some of those teams that he did preview for the Almanac. He did a great job with the Sun Belt. I know that he had a little bit to do with St. John's. Also, I have to touch upon this as well, something that we have both noticed, myself and Brian, the fact that we've got a lot of really good big men in college basketball, not so many great guards. What has been causing this? Who are some of the guards that can really elevate their teams and so much more? We're going to be taking a look at those teams and just a few teams that in general, he is feeling a little bit more bullish slash bearish on now that he has been able to do a lot of research for them as he did a tremendous job with his team previews for the Almanac. So we're going to be chatting with him about that in segment number two. We are going to be taking a look in segment number one as to the news and notes we got in college basketball on Friday. And we did get quite a few. We did the interview with Brian very, very late Thursday. So we're going to be polishing some of these up with Tristan Freeman on the show tomorrow as well to give you a little bit more. But we did see a lot that happened in college basketball on Friday. I'll give you a roundup of that in just a second. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we will fire those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. And let's take a look at what we did get in college basketball on Friday. Did not get in any Twitter questions, so please do fire those in, but... Jared Grosso is going to be taking a little bit of a leave of absence for a personal matter, so we want to be mindful of what's going to be happening there. This literally broke about 30 minutes before I came on to record this podcast, so some of the things about this are a little bit murky. I have to assume that there is going to be like an associate head coach that's going to be taking over in the meantime. It's sort of like what we're seeing with Michigan. Michigan with Jawan Howard currently being out, Phil Martelli. He is currently taking over for the program. You've got to figure that that is going to be the same thing for Grasso. And who knows, this could be a leave of absence for one to two weeks. It's going to be a big, giant nothing burger in that case. This could be something that lingers on into the season. And that's a lot of what you get this time of year as well. A lot of things that they could be big deals. 
If they continue to linger, they could be things that are squashed very, very easily. Like we did see this on Friday as well. UConn, their star center in Donovan Klingon, he's expected to miss a month with a foot strain. Now, we saw this with Oscar Shibway as well a few years ago when he was dealing with a preseason injury. As a matter of fact, I think that that was last year as well. I might be mistaken on that, but you can tell. First few games, Oscar Shibway did not necessarily look like himself, even though he really didn't miss a lot of time. And I sort of think that that might be the same thing for Donovan Klingon. Klingon didn't necessarily put up the absolute Mondo numbers last year, but if you look on a per-minute basis, they were Mondo numbers because he was very much a guy that was filling in whenever Adama Sinogo needed a little bit of a breather. It was really hard to play those two guys out there on the floor together, but for Klingon, I mean, in 13 minutes per game, he averaged 1.8 blocks, nearly 7 points, 5.5 rebounds per game. On a per-40-minute basis, he had 21 points, 5.5 blocks, and he was able to haul in their 17 rebounds per game. I don't think that he's going to be averaging a full 40 minutes this season, but for Donovan Klingon, he was a very dominant player down low for UConn last season, so that is something to certainly be keeping watch of. Now, with UConn, if you take a look at their schedule to begin the season, there's really not going to be a rush to bring them back. Their first game is at home against Northern Arizona. Then they get Stonehill and Mississippi Valley State. Those first three games, very, very easy. And then the rubber starts to meet the road when they're going to be playing against the Indiana Hoosiers. I believe that that is a true road game that they're going to be playing. And then they've got a couple other cream puff games towards the back half of November before in December they're going to be playing something a little bit more serious. And I do believe that after that Indiana game on the 20th, they have to take on that winner of Louisville versus Texas as a part of the Empire Classic that is out there at MSG. So they're going to have a pair of serious games in November before it really gets heated up with playing Kansas, playing North Carolina in the beginning of the month of December. So, I mean, if you have to sit Donovan Klingon in that game against like Stonehill and Northern Arizona, I think that UConn will certainly be taking that trade-off in order to have them fully healthy for those bigger non-conference games and once conference games do get started. So I do think that that is worth taking a look at. And then we did see a dismissal as well. Ontario Morris, he was over at Texas to begin his college basketball career, a top 40 recruit. Didn't get a lot of playing time in general because there was a lot of depth with regards to that Texas team. Decided that he was going to be heading on over to Kansas. He had a very bad rape charge. I think that that is the best way of putting it. We don't want to be making any sort of accusations or anything like that, but if everything that is brought about him is true, it's really not great, and apparently Kansas had seen enough to dismiss him from the program. He was a top 25 recruit last season that, once again, he was able to average about 4.5 points per contest. We will let the legal proceedings happen as they do. This is a podcast based around college basketball, not to be casting judgment or anything like that, but certainly not good if he is indeed guilty of what he is being charged with and shot about 33% from three-point range. He is not going to be with the Kansas program this season. A Kansas program that they bring in Hunter Dickinson, no doubt about it, he is going to be a big giant impact player, but also with Kansas, they were sort of banking on him being a relatively solid player for the team. Now that means that Nicholas Timberlake who's going to be trying to bring Sexy back. He comes over from Towson. He's going to be playing a big role for the team as they lose Jalen Wilson from last year. They lose Grady Dick from last year. You've got to be figuring that they're going to be relying a lot more on Dwan Harris and his ability to be able to be a floor general for the team as now they're without 
the likes of even someone like a Kevin McCullough as well. So this is a team that they lose quite a bit from last year. You got to figure that perhaps Zach Clements, who it looked like he was going to be transferring over to UC Santa Barbara, he might get a little bit more run as a result of this as well. I would not be surprised if Kansas might be going a little bit bigger in general. Maybe you try to play Clements and Dickinson out there on the floor at the same time. Just give a wide variety of different looks because for Kansas, Ontario Morris I thought was going to be sort of a Swiss Army knife guy for this team now that he's out of the fold. Do have to figure that this is going to be changing up some things for Kansas moving forward. And that's something that I certainly am going to be diving in on within the next few days and the next few weeks on this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops. But we've got to take a look at the Sun Belt next. We've got to take a look at some of these teams that they might be greatly affected whether or not they are going to be getting the two-time transfers in slash not in the fold. And we've got to be taking a look at some teams that our good friend in Brian Ruff of He Checks CBB is bullish on as well. We do that next right here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. And we're back to Bumpy Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Eaps Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this man, Brian Ruff. He does an absolutely tremendous job taking a look at the game of college basketball. He's over there at Heat Check CBB. 
He is one half of the Heat Check CBB Hangout. I know that he and Connor Hope do a tremendous job on that front as well. This man played a very instrumental part of the Almanac as well. And you're able to find him on Twitter slash X over at brauf 33 That is R-A-U-F on that last name. And the numbers three and three all together. And Brian, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Awesome. I always appreciate you, Brian. And Brian, I know that you looked up quite a few teams for the Almanac. Obviously, the Sun Belt was one of them. I know that you were taking a look at the Big East. You were taking a look at some mid-majors. You were taking a look at some power conference teams. But in everything that you were taking a look at for the Almanac, were there a few teams that really stood out to you that maybe there were an afterthought for you towards beginning part of the season, but as you were evaluating them, you just felt better about them in general. There are a couple. I'll start with Sunbelt. You have a really hard time to say for in between, I think, the top five, six, or seven teams in that league, and any of them could realistically win. That's going to make for a very fun league, fun conference race. Speaking of Mountain West, I had a couple teams in Mountain West. I think there's a real chance that league is even stronger this year than it has in the last couple of years. I know that conference has been on an upward trajectory, and obviously, San Diego State had to break through last year, making the national title game after years of the conference not really winning an NCAA tournament game or having as much success as you would have anticipated based on the seeds that they got. This year, I think there are a number of teams that can win a game and potentially make a run. San Diego State, obviously, comes to the forefront of that conversation, but should be right there as well. Uh, and then you have a, a trio of teams with New Mexico, Colorado State, and Boise State all have the program pedigree to this point uh, and the talent, particularly in the backcourts, to do so. That was one thing, too, I think a general takeaway about college landscape as a whole, looking at the Almanac and and diving into all the teams in the country as deep as we did. There aren't a lot of good guards in the country. And we've talked about this. I think we've talked about this on this podcast, but we've talked about this all offseason. Last year, we dubbed it the year of the big at the Almanac. There aren't very many proven, high-talented, NBA-level type guards. So if you do have a very talented player who has a chance of playing professionally or just a very experienced, good college players in your backcourt, I think you're going to have a chance to outperform expectations because that's a huge advantage in college basketball. And those teams, particularly Colorado State with Isaiah Stevens and New Mexico with the backcourt deal they have back, uh, I think have a real chance to surprise some people. And I think you do bring up something so interesting with there being just a shortage of really, truly high-powered guards in college basketball. It's joining me on the show. We do have Brian Ruff. He does amazing work over at Heat Check CBB, which is why I do feel so bullish about a school like New Mexico this year. But what do you attribute it to? Because when I take a look at the landscape of college basketball, I do think it is because the big man in the NBA in general, not a lot of people want a player like from last year, Oscar Sheboy. We saw, obviously, Drew Timmy in college for quite a while. And I do feel like if you're not seven feet tall and shooting a bunch of threes, the NBA at this point doesn't want you. Meanwhile, in college basketball, you're able to absolutely tear it up. And we do notice that the NBA, they want these like six foot five guys that they want to shoot. And I do think that the NBA's influence is why we've got such a shortage of guards in college basketball, but at the same time, so many good big men as well that have a lot of experience. The big men in particular are a victim of the way the NBA game has gone. You can point back to the LeBron James and Chris Bosh heat that really started popularizing small ball and the Spurs did it before that. And then I was in the Warriors, what they've done have changed the NBA as a whole to where a traditional big man is, for lack of a better term, 
useless. You'll, you'll have teams who have very talented big men, but just don't have the foot speed to keep up with the space you see on the court and the way teams are playing. And so that renders them unplayable. The decision for guys like Hunter Dickinson, Armando Baycott, Zach Eady, very talented big men who are some of the best players in the country, 20 years ago would have been you know, top five, top 10 picks, no question about it. And they're coming back because their decision is either, okay, I stay in the United States and make a good amount of money in NIL, or I go overseas, but professionally make a, a good amount of money as well. Sometimes it's less than what they can get in NIL, depending on obviously where you are and what happens there. Coming back to school is a much more advantageous position for a lot of those guys. And we're seeing them take advantage of it. And college basketball, I think, is better for it. Whenever you can keep your best players around, however you have to do it, NIL being the, I think, the major factor there, that's a bonus. And then guards, if you are good, like the NBA is going to take you. The flip side of that coin is without the big men, you need more guards and wings, to your point, to play. And so anytime there is a guard who is proven commodity they're pretty much gone they're one and done we've seen guys jump up boards very very quickly uh if they prove they can play out some talent and are able to create for themselves the g league ignite program has fit in some of that some obviously the nbl's developmental program that they have taking some guys away over time to lead as well I, i don't think those factor in as much the fact that the nba just Guards play such a big factor because you, a lot of these teams are running out three guards or two point guards depending on, on the system. So anytime there's one that is good and proven, they're pretty much gone. Oh, they certainly are. And I do think that it is going to be interesting to see if there are some surprise guards that are able to leap out this season. As I know you hit on some very good ones out there in the Mountain West. New Mexico, they've got a nice table. Isaiah Stevens being able to stay on campus, I think that that was absolutely massive for Colorado State as well. But in your just sort of evaluations, do you think that there is a guard or two that is flying a little bit under the radar that when it's all said and done in a very weak class, they could be able to shoot up and could surprise a lot of people and maybe elevate a program? I think there are two answers to this question. The first one, depending on how you view him, I think is Tyrese Proctor. He's not obviously elevating Duke above or anywhere Duke is, but it would not surprise me uh, there's a lack of star power at the top of this draft. Tyrese Proctor went to Duke a year early, so he's technically shooting the age of a freshman. The development he showed last year, if he stays on that progression, with his tools, his ability to create off the bounce for himself, score from all three levels, what he showed improvement in playmaking along with his size being 6-5, I would not be surprised if he ends up in the conversation. I don't know if he'll go first overall, but in the conversation to be number one overall and certainly be a, a top five pick. I think that is very much in the cards for him. Again, if he continues the development he showed throughout the course of last season. But look at his Tyler Perry, uh, who transferred from North Texas to Kansas State. He's going to fill the Marquise Noel role, basically, in Jerome Tang's offense for Kansas State. And he was spectacular for North Texas. Was each of the last two years uh, produced at a high level whenever North Texas played really high-level competition. Led the Mean Green to the NIT title last year. He's one of these guys who is very talented and is is proven, I think, for college players. But he's obviously going to get a much bigger stage and much more opportunity playing for Kansas State, a Big 12 program. And I think he can take those reins and run with them and and essentially pick up from where Marquise and well left off. I do think that with Kansas State as well, just having an amazing coach like Jerome Tang is, he is going to be able to elevate that program and be able to get the most out of a guy in Tyler Perry that – I mean, he was able to put up all of his scoring numbers and all of those offensive stats 
on a North Texas team that was dead last in the country last year with regards to total possessions per game. And I think that that gets forgotten about by a lot of people. And Brian, I know that another conference that you take a look at year in and year out is the Sun Belt. And I recently did my Sun Belt preview a few weeks ago. And what do you make out of this conference? Because I do think that out of all the conferences in college basketball where it's easiest to go from worst to first, which it's never truly easy to be able to do so. But I think with the Sun Belt, there is going to be a lot of parity. I don't think that we necessarily see Arkansas State go up the first or anything like that. But I do take a look at the lay of the land. And when I was making my projections, I was sitting there on some of these teams like a Georgia Southern, Louisiana, South Alabama, teams I had in the middle. I'm like, man, I could easily put some of these teams at like the bottom four, bottom five. And I could easily put them in like, a top four, top five position as well. I think that once again, we are in for a very interesting season out there in the Sun Belt. There are going to be a handful of teams that are extremely disappointed with their season and won't be able to really identify where it went wrong because I don't think there's much separating like the second best team in the Sun Belt from the 12th. If certain things break the right way. I think the balance and opportunity for a lot of these teams is relatively the same. I think you can probably point to nine or 10 teams and say, best case scenario, they're you know finishing top two, top three in the league, potentially winning it, at least they're in the title race. There's only a couple that I look at and I'm like, you probably can't win, but I like the, it's just a matter of that you're building for next season. Taking a look at, at all those teams, talk about teams that, that make the jump up. I think both Arkansas State and Georgia State are teams to keep an eye on. Arkansas State obviously has a new coach, Brian Hodgson from Alabama, coming off NATO staff. He's going to change where they play. Arkansas State was one of the slower teams in the country last year. Now they plan on playing at a very fast pace, similar to what Alabama has done. And he's revamped the roster. The transfer portal brought in some really, really high-level talent. It's all questions because some of those guys were power conference players that didn't play a lot or are coming from places like Tarleton State and are taking a little bit of step up in competition. And we need to see them adjust to this level and then learn how to play together and see him as a head coach for the first time. But the pieces are there for them to make a run. Georgia State had a really good talent last year, had high expectations, and then got to late December, January. It kind of fell apart. Talked to Jonas Hayes, Georgia State's head coach, and he thought that chemistry and some internal issues led to some of that. He has insisted they've cleared those out, and he's also brought in a good deal of talent through the portal as well. Again, if, if all of that clicks, the talent is there for them to go from 13th in the league, I think Georgia State was last in the league, up to being in the title mix. There are a couple teams that I, I'm pretty sure will be up there in the race. James Madison, App State, go through the list of your usual suspects. Marshall should be up there. You could see South Alabama being up there. Old Dominion up there as well. But if you're looking for a surprise in that league, Arkansas State or Georgia State to be on the teams to watch. Yep, I think that those are certainly teams to watch as Brian Roth, who does amazing work over at Heat CBB, joining me right here on Coast to Coast Soups. And Brian, I know that you had to deal with this a little bit in the Sun Belt, and really all of you guys doing these previews for the Almanac had to deal with this. It's currently something that I'm dealing with, taking a look at teams that they've got two-time transfers and whether or not they are going to be eligible is right now a big question. I think Andre Corbello should be good to go for Southern Miss, but I know that he's a two-time transfer. Certainly with the Georgia schools, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, they brought in a lot of transfers. They've got a few question marks. Arkansas State has a few question marks. You just go down the list. How have you been handling that? And what did a lot of coaches say about the possibility of having slash not having these two-time transfers? Because I think that that's a big dilemma that 
a lot of us that are previewing these teams face, and certainly it's one that these teams themselves are facing. I think it very much depends on the coach and situation. I talked to a couple that felt confident, and their explanations were that they understood that you know they were being tougher this year, but felt they had a good case to get a waiver, similar to when guys would get a waiver before the one-time transfer. They felt like there were certain situations, whether they're personal or issues with family, things like that, where they thought they could push him through. Some of them had the mindset of, you know, we took him because he's talented and he'll be talented for us next year or he'll be talented for us this year. They were going to see. As we got on, we started talking to coaches in, in June and it went throughout July and into August and September, obviously. The later we have gone on, I think teams and coaches have seen the NCAA actually get more and more serious and really deny a lot of people. And so the overarching theme has gone from hopeful and we'll see if they enforce it to okay, they're actually enforcing it to a much more negative outlook in terms of the two-time transfers eligibility next season. So in terms of how we're protecting them, I would say we're taking them at about half value. This was a big thing in the Southland, which also covered because there are a lot of two-time transfers in that league from JUCO. A lot of coaches were like, if we have him, we can do this. And if, if we can't, we'll find a way around it. You have to account for both, but it's going to be certainly an underlying storyline here in the next few weeks. It's going to be a major storyline to watch over that, that next month plus. Yep, it is certainly going to be something to watch. And I know you posted this up on your old X on Thursday as well. And another one of those teams to watch out for with regards to what they are slash are not going to be having out there on the floor night number one is St. John's. St. John's is one of those teams of intrigue. I know that many of you guys over there at HXCBB, along with you guys over at the Almanac, spent a lot of time taking a look at them. And what is your overall outlook for St. John's? And are they going to have all their guys out there as well? Because I know that they did get Dennis Shakin's clear. That is going to be something that is big for them as he is going to be a graduate transfer. So that is one that they don't have to worry about. But so many moving parts with such a legendary coach in Rick Patino. And Patino is the key here, right? Because the team he's assembled is referred to essentially as the mid-major all-stars. Which is true. A lot of guys are transfers from that level. A lot of them followed Rick Patino and passed ties to Patino, which obviously makes it make sense. Jenkins being one of them. And Patino is a master getting the most out of his teams. It's just what he does. It's what he's done his entire career, whether he's had pros or not pros. He has had his team play at a consistently high level. I expect St. John's to do that and to at least be a tournament team. I don't know if we'll see them ranked. Maybe they crack in and go in and out based on kind of where they're at in their schedule, where it lightens up or where they're playing home games or, or whatever. I think we could see them be that from top 25 team. That's the high end of their realistic expectations. There has been talk with Final Four run, and who knows? March can get crazy. I know he talked today about wanting to win a national championship this season or he's going to jump in the East River. I don't think they're going to come close to winning a, a title this year just from a talent perspective, but... I mean, this is a team that should be able to compete, certainly at least in the mid-tier of the Big East, and provide some hope for the future, which is something that uh, I know all St. John's fans have. Basically, that's all all they've been wanting the last few years. Yep, with the St. John's Red Storm, it has been an upward trajectory for them. It clearly was not working under Mike Anderson. We shall see what Rick Pitino is able to bring to the table. But one thing that I do know is that, Brian, you bring a whole bunch to the table. You do amazing work over at HXCBB. Every single time you join this podcast, you'll lend tremendous insights. So love to get people at home. Know it's all on tap for you 
and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. We're on Twitter at BRALF33. That's B-R-A-U-F-33. The main thing is to make sure you go out and buy the College Basketball Almanac if you have not bought it already. It is the most comprehensive season preview out there. It's up on cdbalmanac.com, C-B-B-A-L-M-A-N-A-C.com. It has the most in-depth previews on all 362 teams in the country uh, that you're going to find. There's exclusive coach interviews in there. There's a ton of national content, rankings and top players, breakout players, coaches. There's anonymous coaches polls in there. That's one cool thing I think about the Almanac is there's a section for each league where we polled all of the coaches in that conference to come up with superlatives like you know, best prospect, the coaching staff that's the best at developing players, the player who scares you the most. There's a lot of value in there too. If you're a college basketball fan or know a college basketball fan, the college basketball almanac is the thing that's going to help them get ready for the season more than anything else. Oh, absolutely. These guys did amazing work assembling all these coaching interviews and they did an absolutely tremendous job taking a look at who might slash might not be eligible as that's right now something that is a big giant question mark. The Almanac is doing their best and certainly there's going to be a few that the Almanac might miss on as well, but they have more at their disposal than pretty much anyone else for trying to figure this out. And that is very big when you do your preseason assessments. They did a great job on that front. Brian did impeccable work with all of his conference previews and really everyone over there at the field of 68, three-man weave, he checks CBB. They did absolutely yeoman's work with that. So a big thanks to Brian for joining me on Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my old X timeline at GNNR41. Keep in mind, letters EM. Amy does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. I'll be with you guys every single day on this podcast. We're down to just four conference previews now the Big 12, the Big East along with the Pac-12 and the SEC. I'm probably going to do about one a week moving forward, so that'll leave us about 14 days where all the conference previews are done. I'm able to dive in on all these questions that you might have, and we're going to have a successful season. Once we get in season, going to get you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm with you guys every single day, and that means I'm back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.